Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 490 of the milk bar. Jason Price here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we've got some fantastic music on the way. We'll be hearing the cast of The Wizard of Oz singing a song from the show. Also, we'll be catching up with the stars of this week's Health and Happiness show. They are the boys from the All Night Chemist. That's on the way. We'll also have tunes from the West Coast feed with frontman Jesse Butterworth having a chat with us about what's going on there. We'll be hearing from Mike Coop all about the Pattingham Panto. And we'll be hearing from Simon Weston about the literary festival taking place in Gibraltar that he is part of this weekend. That's all coming up on the Milk Bar, but first of all... Dirty Dancing is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 1st through to the 6th of April 2019. To tell us more about the show, we have Johnny and Baby, Kira Malou and Michael O'Reilly. Hello to you both. Hi. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, all good here. So, I mean, how do you prep for one of the pairs of biggest roles in cinematic history? Well, you go to the gym quite a lot. Clearly, that's that, that's your preparation. Oh no, it's all it's all natural and implants. And <laughs> um, a lot of work. Yeah, but, no. I mean, but great roles, and uh, yeah. it must be really exciting to be playing these parts. Yeah, it was really exciting. We did, um, yeah, we did a lot of work in rehearsals and stuff to try and like prepare for the shows. And I mean, it's just such an iconic duo, right, Baby and Johnny? I mean, yeah, yeah we really had to you know st- study the script and work on that relationship mm-hmm. yeah. but um yeah d- d- we're quite lucky that we've got the film to go <laughs> but there is that reference yeah. but there is also something massive to live up to there and it's loved by millions and mm-hmm. they're all going to be coming to see you on this tour because they love the music they love the characters they love the way the story pans out mm-hmm. and uh, everybody absolutely adores the line never put baby in the corner so you know <laughs> it, it, there are things which you've got to deliver with this aren't they yeah, yeah. And uh, do, you, do you feel this is going to be absolutely awesome? I'm guessing you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, they got the songs that everyone loves, the characters, mm. the set even is actually a replica from the actual Kellerman's Resort as well. So, so that's one of the important things, because uh, every tour is done differently, and, and this time it is purely down to physically built sets. Yeah, I mean, the... You know, it's kind of like the blessing and the curse of this show. So the the audience know it really well. You know, they expect big things. But also, because it's so loved, we get so many fans in and we have so much support, which is really great. And then I think they've tried to stay true to the film to kind of like honor that fan base. So we have the set, we have the live band, we have all the music. And the script that we work with is pretty much the same as the film script. Mm-hmm. So it follows the same journey. It's the same relationship. And... I think that's why it works so well is because the fans can really, you know, relate to the story. But it's not an easy story to tell, is it? It has got very harrowing moments in it. Mm. Yeah, it can be quite dark, actually, in some places. Yeah. yeah. And you must have a favourite song going into the show. Has that stayed the same? What what, what are they? And is that still your favourite now you've started work on it? Mine was probably Hungry Eyes. I love Hungry Eyes. Mm-hmm. Actually was my alarm for years to wake up to in the morning (laughs) it's not anymore Um, but I actually after we had the writer of the movie come in and um, she spoke about Cry To Me Mm -hmm. which is in the bedroom scene and why she used it and actually Mm. I was listening to the song on stage and I was like oh no that's actually I like that song it's a nice one and Michael? Um, I actually loved um, like I I was kind of like I liked a few of the songs I loved Still Of The Night I loved um, I loved Hungry Eyes but I think it's hard once you've done the show 
and you've seen the reaction that time in my life has, mm-hmm. it's it's so hard not to be a favourite because you've got to love it. Yeah, I mean it comes right at the end of the show. It's like a climactic moment. Everyone's up on their feet, and um, it's a it's a real moment where the audience and the cast come together and you kind of feed off each other. It's really nice. Yeah, and, really special. And for the show itself, the clue is in the title, Dirty Dancing. You've got to have a great dancing background for that. I mean, what, what's your pedigree? Is this something that uh, you've done since you were you know, so high, down, you know, knee high? Well, they just found her off the street, actually. Yeah, really yeah they just... Come, she's been doing telly and all sorts. That is not cool for... <laughs> yeah, and he said I was the one that gave him the stick. Um, no, I've always danced since I was little, but actually, in this show, I'm meant to dance bad. Yeah, which is which... more difficult than dancing mm. well, I'm yeah, going to guess. Yeah, no, I, I could do the dancing badly quite easily. <laughs> I think I'm becoming too good at it because I actually got told the other day to actually stay in time with the music. I think I've forgotten how to dance properly now. Yeah. <laughs> and you've always been a dancer? No, I actually used to be a rugby player. Again, this this is from the build, so that all kind of works for the role. Yeah, exactly. I think um, transferable skills a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, I kind of got like roped into this when I was 16, 17. And yeah, you, I just kind of fell into the, the dance industry. And then I, I went and trained in musical theatre, so it was really heavily dance. We did a lot of styles. And then, yeah, just like one day found myself in the audition room for this. And, you know, you don't, you don't really expect anything going into audition. I don't mm-hmm. think that's healthy, but you... You know, you just go in and give it your best shot and then, you know, it's just an amazing honour to be able to dance the routines. And big for costumes as well, for at least one half of the uh, the cast here. I mean, you get some great outfits. Yeah, I mean... You get, you get to dress so You just wear a vest the whole time. You can yeah. just sit there and giggle. Yeah, he just takes his top on and off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my just You're just there to be stared at Honestly, by the ladies yeah. in the audience. My costumes are pretty much the same to the film. Yeah. Films, so so they, again, they just build the, the part. I mean, so some of yours, Patrick mm. Swayze was virtually naked the whole film, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, you get that, that uh, too. Uh, so it's going to be massive. It's going to be a treat at the Grand. What are the highlights for other for both of you as being part of this? Because you get some quite intimate scenes. You've got to, you've got to get on. So I'm saying yeah. you do get on. That's, that, that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, this one. <laughs> no. Yeah, we do get on. I think that's... Um, the highlight for me of this show is the whole company that we get to work with. We have a great uh, crew, we have a great cast. Uh, one of the great things about touring is you just kind of become like a little family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing that the audience notice on stage is they see that chemistry. They see how much fun we have doing this show. And like one thing we were always told that if we're having fun, they're going to be having fun. Mm-hmm. So. And you're talking to family, so your family in the show, you've got some moments there with your family in this. So, again, is that, is that chemistry really working for you? Yeah, and you know what, the, um, the people that are playing, my mum and my dad and my sister, they're amazing to play alongside as well. And every night it's been different different things that you pick up on, but it's been absolutely amazing. And I love them off stage as well, which well, is always good. That's good, you can go for something to eat after the show and, and, yeah. and be a nice a functional family rather than yeah. a dysfunctional yeah. one at times when, <laughs> yeah. when you're doing the work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to the dancing, however dirty you make it, on stage at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 1st through to the 6th of April. 01902 429212, the box office number, or grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets. But thank you both, break a leg, and include, especially if you're doing your funny dancing, that'll, that'll help. And we look forward to seeing Seeing you at the Grand. Cool, thank, thank you very much you for having us, man. In a moment's this time, we'll hear from Jesse of the West Coast Feed, but first, let's take a taste of their music.
the west coast feed you belong to me somebody who i'm sure does belong to his audience as they do love him jesse butterworth hello hello how are we doing i'm doing fantastic how are you i'm good thank you so tell us a a bit about uh, how the the band is formed because you have written the music and words here i take it or there's the rest of the gang joined in too yeah i wrote uh yeah just about everything uh matt our lead guitarist he and i co-wrote one of the songs but i wrote all the rest of them and um, yeah, we we started. You know, I had I had these sort of these ideas for songs and this idea for a sound of this sort of you know we wanted this rock band sort of swagger rock we call it um, with but we wanted to, like a horn section. We wanted to bring the soul into it, and we're trying to figure out how to do that. And so we as we started kind of putting the band together, we would just get together and. Um, like we started with just well, it was actually just me on guitar, and then Matt, who is now our electric guitar player, he plays a whole bunch of instru- instruments. So he started on the drums, and so it was just the two of us doing that. And then we realized very quickly, well, that's not going to do it. So we uh, started adding. We got another drummer and moved Matt over to the bass guitar. He's a really <laughs> good bass player. And then we, uh, and then you know, as we were playing, I was going, well, man, this is you know, this is getting better, but. We, you know, Matt, we need you on, on guitar. Like you're, you just got, you know how to play this stuff. And so then we brought in a bass player. And so we have, you know, Chad on drums and Tim on bass. And then we've got 
mounting guitar. And we just kept adding. So basically over about, you know, a two month period, every time we have a rehearsal, there'd be a new band member until <laughs> all nine of us were there. And, uh, so, you know, we've got a full horn section and a violin player and, uh, and until we finally found, you know, found the sound. Well, so I've been trying to find a photo of all of you together, and I've failed so far. I think I've, I've, we've got as far as at least seven or eight in the pictures. But uh, yeah. it, it, just, it, just, it just keeps developing and growing. I mean, we're open. You know, we could do a kazoo choir at one point. Like, with just <laughs> the opportunities are endless. <laughs> How do you describe the sound? Because it is quite intriguing. Is swagger rock? Is that is that a phrase that I should know here, is it? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a phrase that people people use on the West Coast mostly. You know, actually, I learned it when I was down in Los Angeles. So, I I was, uh, you know, I thought, oh, that that kind of sounds right. That's that's the way that uh, like people who do film and music TV, that's the way they describe that kind of rock. But it's not like a well known phrase. So we 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 try to figure out other ways to to describe it. So sometimes we tell people we sound sort of like Muse meets Huey Lewis in the news <laughs> and uh <laughs> but, but you have the beers of ZZ Top so you know what's going on yeah, yeah exactly yeah. well we live in Seattle the land of coffee and beards so um there's yeah it's it's just a combo of, of everything I think well, it seems to be compulsive that at least 24.5% of the band have beards at any one time. There are hats involved quite <laughs> regularly as well. And I'm sure that helps the sound too, doesn't it? That's right. <laughs> so I mean, what, what else is going on? Because obviously we've got the single, uh, You Belong to Me, but there's a whole album doing great things as well. Yeah, we just released the album just a little over a week ago. And yeah, it's, so far it's been going great. We've uh, We started our radio campaign over in the UK a little bit before we started, before we released the album and just started a radio campaign over here in the U.S. and uh, just broke the top 100 here, which was fantastic. Brilliant so, news. Yeah, we just got off of a, of a promo tour that we did. Um, we were in Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York City. Uh, now we get to play our kind of our homecoming show this Friday in Seattle and uh, just found out a couple of days ago that that's already sold out. So be kind of a fun way to end the this, this leg of the tour well, it sounds like amazing fun and as does the music and the way it's all kind of come together and uh, uh, the only thing is it's splitting royalties between so many of you but as you've got most of the writing rights <laughs> you are probably quite happy but it's going to be an, an amazing journey and uh, you, what's the maximum number of people you think you can have in a band and still call it a band well i mean boy that's a good question I'm going to say 27. Okay, so we'll go 27. So if you make it to that sort of number, <laughs> uh, you'll need at least two stages to work on, I'm going to guess. And I dread to think how much percussion will be involved, to be fair. The electricity bill will be a nightmare right. too. But it should be a, a blooming <laughs> awesome gig. You keep developing, you keep growing the sound. Where do people find out more about you and where do they get the music? You can go to thewestcoastfeed.com and uh, you can find out everything there is to know about the band there. And... Um, Music is available uh, wherever digital music, wherever you get it. Yeah, wherever that happens to pour out of your uh, digital world, go along, make sure the West Coast feed is part of that sound that you are listening to. Is there Twitter and Instagram and all that sort of stuff linked from the, uh, the, the good old website as well? Yep, that's right. So 
You can check out how many are in the band purely by trying to compare the pictures on Instagram. That sounds good to me. (laughs) Jesse Butterworth, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the sound. It is truly amazing. And we are looking forward to hearing more from you. And hopefully a UK tour in the very near future as well. Yeah, we hope so. Thank you so much.
That's the West Coast feed, and we'll be hearing more from them a little bit later on. From the 20th to the 24th of November, The Wizard of Oz is brought to life by Trinity Musical Theatre. I'm joined now by three of the cast. We have Scarecrow, Dorothy and Linda. Hello. Hello. Hi. Right, better do real names. We'll start at this end. <laughs> Kian. Uh, Lydia. Jamie Lee. So good to have you all along and uh, I mean, it's a story which we see on TV quite a lot at Christmas but it's so much better to see it live isn't it? Yeah yes. absolutely. Okay yeah. so, so let's, let's start off with a bit of uh, characterisation. Uh, as Scarecrow was we, yeah, a little bit scared you were typecast? Um, are, are they classing you as a bit simple? I mean I can be. I sometimes don't have It's nice to be relaxed isn't it? You chill out. <laughs> well yeah. He's looking for a brain though and yeah. uh, you know it's uh, uh, it, it's an important journey for him as he makes his way through uh, the land of Oz. And th- this for you though, because of Scarecrow's movements and stuff, you've probably got the hardest work when it comes to acting, I think. Yeah, I've got to fall over quite a lot, so I need to get some elbow pads and some knee pads. So. Uh, okay, we'll make you practice that in a moment or two. Uh, but on to Dorothy, yeah. and uh, you get to work with Toto quite a bit. Oh yeah. yeah. Tell us about your Toto. Oh, she's adorable. She really is. She's, um, we've just started rehearsing with her and mm. she just had a first full run through of the show and she's, she's like a professional already, isn't she? She's like, she really does, you know, do really well in each scene and she's like so cuddly That's the most important bit. But yeah, like I said, it's almost as if she's like being from the very start. She's really, really good. So, yeah. so that's, and, and the rest of being Dorothy, because you get some great tunes, fantastic yeah. shoes. Yeah, absolutely. What, what yeah. more could you ask for? Exactly. I love the shoes. <laughs> um, I've been working in the shoes pretty much through most of the rehearsals now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just so nice, because like, like you said, what else could I, could I do you, want? Do you get to take them home with you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 when you get a bit of quality footwear, it's not like taking your straw home with you, is it really? It's not really, no. 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 But all, all good fun there. And <laughs> on to one of our witches. So tell us a, a bit about Linda. Well, I'm the good witch. Yeah, let's just start. <laughs> um, she's just, she's very girly, very... Mm princess like which I like it's it's, it's amazing to play because I've always looked at that role and thought oh, I would love to play Glinda and I never thought I ever would um but you get you get now. a good song as well don't you yeah I'll get a couple I'll get a couple of yeah. solos yeah so it's um, even better it is it's fab it's yeah. brilliant and no green face paint no no so I'm that... worry about getting that off <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely a lot to be said for being the good witch in this production so, I mean, the Trinity did some great work, and, and what's it like for you guys all, all working on this latest production? It must be interesting seeing what goes on behind the scenes, because you're all fairly tender in years, aren't you? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, yeah. Should we, dare we ask, how old are you? Uh, I'm 26. Yeah, so, okay, so you, you look yeah. a lot younger than you actually are. <laughs> 24. So, yeah, it's, it's quite scary, and... I'm 15. So, there you go, we've got a child on the end. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's the kid we're throwing around, basically, making him for, uh, do, do his, uh, his, his leap pads and everything to keep him safe. So, uh, with that, it's a company that's you know, diverse uh, across the range uh, as far as ages go, and I think that's important, because uh, you, you must have a, a wizard, as it, uh, as it is the Wizard of Oz, yeah. and, uh, again, that... Is another difficult role to cast, I think, for somebody who gets some great voice parts and then so an interesting bit towards the end. Is I think yeah. we've all we've all seen the story, haven't we? I think Hopefully. we we, we yeah, covered on that one. No there's no spoilers. There's no, there are no spoilers. <laughs> We're there to enjoy the journey, aren't yeah. we? So uh, it's a great cast. And what's it like working with everybody? Is it all? It's come together quite quickly, I'm guessing. I think so. Yeah, it's come to. I mean, I've done a few shows, and actually, I feel like this one's come together quicker than a lot of the shows that I've been in before mm-hmm. um, but like you said it's so diverse the, the people we've got the ages we've got I think the youngest is about, about seven eight something like that yeah um, not too sure how, how the oldest is but it goes 
like you said, across the age ranges, so it's really, really good. And everyone yeah. seems to get, everyone gets on so well. Mm, yeah, we do. It's yeah. like a big family, Trinity's yeah. like a big family. It really is. Mm. So what's the venue? Uh, the Dunstan Mill Theatre mm-hmm. um, in Sedgley. And again, a great theatre as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> home to a number of Trinity's productions, so uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be great to see you fill the stage. Yes. And how many bits of set are there? Have you started working with a set yet? Because that's yeah, going to be a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, we've seen photographs, which yeah. it all looks great. It looks, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when the technical stuff comes quite late, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. At the moment, yeah. you're pretending there's a yellow brick road there, knowing there will be one later yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> we know there'll be one there. Um, but no, it's, it does look really, really good just yeah. from the photographs, but we haven't actually seen it or worked with it yet, have we? No. So, uh, there's a lot of it, though. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, we have been told there's yeah. a lot of it, there's a lot going on on stage a lot of the time mm. um, to do with scenery, so it's, yeah. Yeah, it's fabulous. So that's going to be brilliant, <laughs> it is all taking place from the 20th to the 24th of November. Tickets, so who wants to do tickets? Where do you get your tickets from? Uh, tickets are from uh, ct.co.uk forward slash uh, forward slash Wizard of Oz there we go I see I knew that but just in case <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's always good for me that one so get basically buy them online get them in advance and uh, it's, it's already selling well isn't it it is yeah um, in particular the Saturday matinee so if you want tickets for the Saturday matinee you need to get in really really quick get there fast yeah, get absolutely. the tickets come along yeah. to Dawson Mill Theatre um, and enjoy it we also have on the uh, Thursday in the Saturday matinee as well we're having BSL signed performances uh-huh. so it's accessible you know for lots of people so yeah it's really really good yeah it's um, <coughs> again it's part of that Trinity family making sure everyone's inclusive absolutely. and they can come along and enjoy it as yeah. best they can absolutely so absolutely. that's going to be fab yeah. uh, get along it's, and before we do though we're going to give you a bit of a flavour of it because you're going to sing for us aren't you I am yeah what are you going to perform <laughs> I'm going to perform Over the Rainbow well we're all going to be a studio audience you're going to sing yeah. Right, great. Thanks for coming down. Good to meet up with you and have a brilliant time. Break a leg, except you, because you, you, your legs are going to be a bit all over the place anyway, aren't they? <laughs> so stay, be careful with that one. Uh, and uh, but have a, a fantastic time being the uh, the cast of The Wizard of Oz. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. tumble all around heaven opens a magic lane when all the clouds darken up the skyway there's a rainbow highway to be found leading from your window behind the sun just a step beyond the Wake up where the clouds are far behind me 
Where troubles melt like lemon drops Away above the chimney tops That's where you'll find me Somewhere over the rainbow Bluebirds fly Birds fly over the rainbow Why then, oh why can't I? Little bluebirds fly beyond the rainbow. Why, oh, why can't I? This weekend sees the return of the Gibraltar Literary Festival. It runs from the 15th through to the 18th of November and one of the speakers at this time round is Simon Weston who joins me on the line now. Hello, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. I trust we find you well. You do indeed, yeah. I'm tickety-boo. Tickety-boo. I'm uh, well over the terrible uh, cold that I had which lasted a fortnight, but yes, not very well. That's the last thing you need when you're going to be talking at a literary festival, the worry about that one, but uh, that's not as yeah, the worst thing you've been through in your life, as I think is pretty well documented. I mean, you came to the fore in uh, an unexpected turn of events, bringing you into uh, very much the limelight, and all due to the uh, horrific injuries you received during the Falklands War back in 82. Yeah, you know, the, what happened to us in 82, it, it, it took many lives, um, but fortunately it didn't end mine. It just changed the course of my life, and um, that I can only be grateful for. Um, I was unfortunate to get injured, but very fortunate to be the the guy that survived who was the worst injured. So it could have quite easily been somebody else and me not be here at all. So I, I just thank my lucky stars, and um, hopefully I can illuminate people as to what went on to a degree. Um, and, you know, talk about the funny things that happen in my life because there's more humour than there is tragedy that's for sure well that, that is good news in itself but I mean you've been, been up there as, as as a true war hero and I, I was 10 during the uh, events in the, the conflict in the Falklands and you know you are somebody who Many people will have seen as they've they've grown up through their lives, uh, being you know a, a leading light in working in charities, uh, d- doing all sorts of TV, and and really having a story to tell. And as you say, you're grateful for what you have there, but yeah, you know, this is also what's been done to get you to the position where you are, as well as you are. I mean, things like reconstructive surgery and skin grafts. You have been through uh, an awful lot, and it is it, alongside that story that all the good stuff has happened. Without a doubt, without a doubt, you know, they're opening a, hopefully a centre that's going to provide in 10 years' time um, scar-free healing. And I've been involved in the Scar-Free Trust for, for many years, the lead ambassador. Um, and there's so much good that can come out of bad. Um, but, you know, we have to want it to. We have to want it to and stop putting up barriers for the good to happen. Um, you know, it, it, it seems to me that People say nothing good comes out of war. Well, that's a bit disingenuous in reality because there's a huge amount of surgical technique that comes out of war. There's a huge amount of involvement in um, construction and uh, and vehicles and the way that they innovate. 
um, that eventually transfers to to ordinary civilian life. You've only got to look at track vehicles after the tank, then track vehicles that allow people to use bulldozers and all sorts of equipment to help other people. So, you know, things do good come out of it, but it's just a tragic way for innovation to create so quickly. Um, so I'm just I'm just pleased that that out of the tragedy of our conflict, that so many other people benefited in plastic surgery terms, in hospital terms, um, because of what had happened to us, because they were able to work on mass subjects, um, and that benefited, because for everybody to benefit from surgery and science today, somebody had to suffer yesterday, and that's just a fact of life. Yeah, there is uh, an awful lot, as you say, that has come out of these things. And and equally, everybody has to hit a low before they can hit a high. And certainly, again, that is part of the story that you'll be helping to, to recount at the festival itself. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you've got to go down before you can go up. It's um, These things happen. You can't just instantly be injured and then just be on a high for the rest of your life because, first of all, it's unrealistic, it's unsustainable. And it's very dangerous. But doctors always say it is better to heal progressively than to heal very quickly because you can reverse that very, very fast as well. And um, then you can be back to square one. So the, the greatest thing is to, to heal. But it's like learning. Learn progressively. You cannot cram all the information you need in five minutes. It takes a lifetime in some cases. And, and that's the reality. So the same is, and the same can be said for overcoming whatever happens to you in, in regard to to what happened to us especially. And I should think being part of something like this literature festival, it is a, a help to, to talk about it with people who are, who are interested in, in what's going, going on in, you know, in and around your world as well. And I mean, you're in some very good company, other people who are also talking about their lives as well. Without a doubt, you know, it, it's it's good to go and tell people some of the things that have helped you and one of the big things that has helped me is the fact that like who you are genuinely like who you are you know and for a lot of young fellas who get married to women it could be the fact that if you don't like who you are there could be two people in the relationship that don't like you <laughs> so you know <clears throat> but yeah you know it, it's be proud of who you are like who you are you know and if you aren't proud of what you're doing find something to be proud in Find something to like yourself about, the contribution you make that helps and supports others. Um, and, and that's hugely important. But, you know, you need to find some sort of goal in life. You need to find some part of your life that you can wrap pride into. And, and it's all about that, you know. Um, so I really like who I am as a person. I don't like my scars. I don't like my disability. But I can do nothing about that. Mm -hmm. What I can do is the human being that I am. Um, and that's all I can do. And I can make a difference in my way. And that's all I intend to do. Um, I'm hugely ambitious and that's the way I'm going for it. I should think so too. I mean, you have been an absolute inspiration to many already and will continue to be so. One Man's Journey is your talk. It's the 16th of November at 2 o'clock in the John McIntosh Hall as part of the Gibraltar Literary Festival. GibraltarLiteraryFestival.com. You can find out more information. As I say, it runs through the, from the 15th through the 18th of November. So if you can get over there, do so. It is really a hub of great work being done as far as literary goes in the European Union.
and you know it, a, a little bit of Britain sharing uh, our culture uh, across Europe, and that's something which which may become a little more difficult in years to come. So uh, good to know that's going on there. Uh, as it is, I mean Simon Weston, CBE, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the chat and continued success in both the talks and the charity work that you do. Cheers. Thanks very much indeed. Lovely to speak to you. soul just went AWOL I'm like the walking dead well truthfully I crawl and though my knees may bleed I don't feel much at all
This Friday, the 16th of November, sees the latest health and happiness show. To tell us more about what's going on, and join now by the Master of Ceremonies, Tony Barrett. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you, Jason? I'm good. I trust all is good in your world. All's good in my world. Hello to everybody out there. Yes, health and happiness. That's what it's going to be this Friday night. It is, with, with the, the boys, boys from, from the all-night all chemist. It's quality that, stuff. Oh, all quality stuff. Uh, the lineup you're going to get there is myself, Tony Barrett. Uh, Mr. Tony Edwards uh, on bass guitar, Laura Holford on vocals and washboard, most amazing, <laughs> and Mr. Andy Wayne on Dobro. Uh, we do a mixture of uh, country, skiffle, rockabilly, bluegrass, Hank Williams, Lonnie Donegan, Patsy Cline, Dr. John, Johnny Cash, all good time, bouncy, yeah, just fun music which is what it should be absolutely it's, and it's what that and it's what the health and happiness show is all about it's about enjoying the music and yeah being being part of it being part of a big family of of music and enjoyment. Well, you all come together down there at the Hensford and District Ex-Servicemen's Club. That's on Anglesey Street in Hensford, Canick. WS12 1AB, just in case you need that bit. And it's 8 o'clock start with tickets on the door between uh, 8 and £9, under 18s, a fiver. And it is well worth coming along to these events because there's always so much going on. And I say, obviously, you're regularly there. You're the MC uh, throughout. Oh, so. I'm, the M- I'm the MC, yeah. And there's uh, Mr Dave Luke, who uh, who is playing with a couple of country bands at the moment, most amazing musician. Uh, Mr. Chuck McAuliffe, who I think everybody knows Chuck, yeah. uh, Canadian singer-songwriter. It's it's an absolutely cracking night. Everybody's just so friendly. It gets pretty full, so come along early, that's what I'd say. Yeah, uh, but make sure you get your tickets through. in advance so you can reserve them by calling 07751 791724. 07751 7724. You've preempted me again there, Jay. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, do, you, do you want me to let you know? I'll let you do the phone of Americana and country music, some of the guests that are on there, you won't see anywhere else. And are we seeing a December gig this year? There there is a December gig, and again, that will be on the Facebook page. Uh, That is a band called the Pooh Bars, who are coming up from deepest, darkest Wales. Absolute favourites down there as well. I know they are very well received each time they perform. Oh, yes, and if, if last year was anything to go by, you don't know what they're going to be wearing when they turn up. OK, right, well, we'll leave that to the imagination. Uh, but for now, this Friday, the 16th of November, the boys from the All Night Chemist performing as part of the Health and Happiness Show all down the Henson District Ex-Servicemen's Club. Get your tickets and give the uh, the hotline a call, 07751 or pop along to the Facebook page. But for now, Tony Barrett, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Jason. Top line out. Hey, woman, hey, woman, why'd you treat me so mean? You're the meanest damn woman I've ever seen. Yes, you say so. I think my things I have to go your own. Oh, yeah. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hey, 
my middle name, I was raised in the cave by mama's bed. No brown skin mama gonna bob my head. Hey, oh, Jack, don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, don't you come back no more. First through to the 24th of November, the magic of Jack and the Beanstalk is going to be on stage in Pattingham. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Mike Coop. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. So, what's what's going on then? Because this is the first panto since 2015 when everybody loved Sleeping Beauty and the villagers are back at it with Jack and the Beanstalk. Yes, it's a little bit different this time. It's the same producer lady, um, Helen Wallington, but this time what she's done is trying to... uh, encourage people from the village to take part so we we had a launch evening a few weeks back and uh, which was very successful so we've pretty well got the, the whole cast now and very busy rehear- rehearsing at the moment now obviously everyone knows the tailor jack and the beanstalk but you're going to bring your own padding and twist to it i trust um yes some of the scripts have been changed which um, covers the local area rather than far off places so yes it's got that uh, little bit of a twist to it which we like but plenty of panto jokes as well uh, yes, indeed. And um, no, there aren't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, there are. So... Oh, yes. <laughs> but it's going to be a, a good giggle. And uh, it, it's going to be fun having people from the village taking a part in all this because you've got a lot of adults, but you've also got some kids aged 6 through 16 as well. Um, yeah, we've got two two groups of uh, children which are slightly different ages, so, we, so we're calling the ones the seniors. But um, they're they're all very good dancers and the, the and singers. So the routine, routines that I've been watching have been uh, quite magical, and uh, they're they're performing various parts. Actually, they're going to be ghosts and insects and all the usual uh, 
uh, children things, you know. Some good fun shenanigans to be had as part of this play, and uh, yeah, the I mean, Panto is such good fun, isn't it? And uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's nice to see that as part of village life because it's all taking place in the village hall as well. Uh, that's right, packing the village hall um, from the twenty first to the to, to the twenty fourth. Uh, the first three days, it's in uh, on at seven thirty in the evening, mm-hmm. and on the twenty fourth is the matinee, which starts at two thirty. And but t- it. It's been selling very well. Uh, Saturday's sold out. Friday's pretty well sold out. So, But there are a few remaining tickets for uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So Wednesday and Thursday, half past seven. Tickets are £10 for adults, £5 for children under 16. You can book your tickets by calling 01902 701136. That's 01902 701136. Or you can email boxoffice at pattinghamdramagroup.co.uk. But do get yourself down there and involved very quickly because tickets, as we say, are setting out. For now, though, Mike Coop, thank you for joining us. Okay, thank you, Jason. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 491 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.